Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to marketing strategies to regulatory pressures. When it comes to eating seaweed, most Americans likely think about snacking on toasted sheets of nori, the wrapper around their sushi, or maybe a bright and briny salad at a restaurant. But a handful of startups cultivating fresh kelp at scale in the U.S. want consumers to know it can be so much more. Seaweed and kelp are versatile, nutrient-dense ingredients with a wide range of flavors, textures, colors, and applications. But most of that is lost on Americans because the majority of seaweed sold here is imported dried and later reconstituted with chemicals and artificial dyes. Or it's included among a laundry list of other ingredients in meat, bakery, plant-based, and other products, where it's used to enhance flavors for its gelling, texturizing, and hydrating capabilities, but isn't really called out specifically for consumers. And while these properties are invaluable to the food and beverage industry, two Maine-based businesses, Atlantic Sea Farms and Oceans Balance, believe this is only a fraction of seaweed's potential. They see it as the next wave of better-for-you eating, a more environmentally sustainable alternative to some of the monocrops that dominate the Western diet, and as a way to economically diversify and stabilize seasonal lobster farming in their home states. In this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast, we catch up with entrepreneurs behind Ocean's Balance and Atlantic Sea Farms at Natural Products Expo West, to take a deep dive into the sea of possibilities offered by American farmed kelp and seaweed. So while most Americans may have a limited understanding of and experience with seaweed and kelp beyond seeing it on beaches, Atlantic Sea Farms Director of Sales Zoe Croft says many are eager to try it once they learn about its superfood status and diverse applications. 98% of the seaweed we, seaweed we eat here in the United States is all imported. And it's imported dried, and then it's rehydrated, and it's dyed with dyes the same as Mountain Dew. It's why it's that bright green that's totally not natural. And so what we love and what we're offering is a fresh domestic alternative. And we've seen the market both like consumer demand, but also openness. For retailers, I mean, everyone is excited to have kelp on their menu, in their stores, and, and in their freezers. Um, it's a superfood, so I kind of think of it like kale or like acai a couple of years ago. Like, it takes some education on what it is and what the health benefits are. They think it's on the, it's like, what, is that the stuff from my beach? Uh, you know, is that, oh, is that what I get tangled up in when I'm swimming? I'm like, no, this is very different, you know. We're growing it in the clean, cold waters of Maine in January, February, March. I mean, pristine, beautiful conditions. And we're growing this really tender, mild sea green. I mean, it's 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 beautiful. It's one of the nutrient, most nutrient-dense foods on the planet. And it should be something that we're all eating. You know, when we're talking about our fermented foods, we're talking about prebiotics, probiotics, iodine, B12, potassium, calcium, all of these great kind of 
minerally sea nutrients that we don't get in in any other format. I mean, iodine, we all kind of stopped eat, eating iodized salt a while ago, but it's such an important piece for thyroid health. And so having, um, you know, I think a lot of people actually discover our products because they're doctors or, um, you know, healthcare professionals have suggested that they get more iodine in their diet, and kelp is a great way to do that, especially fresh kelp. To take advantage of and further magnify the nutritional value of fresh kelp harvested in Maine, and to make it easier for Americans to enjoy every day, Croft says that Atlantic Sea Farms offers a wide range of ready-to-eat and low-prep options that easily fit into any meal or day part. So our best seller is our fermented seaweed salad. It's a fresh, never-dried, never-dyed take on a fermented seaweed salad that you would get um, maybe at a restaurant or at a sushi bar. Um, it's got tamari, ginger, sesame, and red pepper. It's really beautiful. We have a kelp kimchi called sichi with napa cabbage, daikon radish. It's got this great red pepper flavor. And then we have a sea beet sauerkraut that's got beets, carrots, raw main kelp. And then we ferment it in a beet kvass with rosemary and salt. And that's really delicious, especially on a charcuterie board. So good. And then we have awesome frozen products. So... Our ready-cut kelp is just shredded, blanched kelp. Think of it like any tender, mild green vegetable that you would get in the freezer section, like chopped spinach or something like that. And we have three smoothie cubes. We have our traditional kelp cube, which is just pureed fresh kelp frozen into pre-portioned cubes. Put that in a sea green goddess dressing if you're making an at-home dressing or a pesto. Um, and then we have two berry flavored kelp cubes. We have our wild blueberry and ginger kelp cube with main grown wild blueberries. Awesome in a smoothie. And also our cranberry kelp cubes, which actually utilize cranberry seeds as well as cranberries. And that's an upcycled part of the cranberry processing. So traditionally you don't see, you know, seeds in your cranberry sauce or your juice. So we're able to utilize that and has three times as much fiber as chia and flax. And so that's a great way to get that superfood boost into your daily smoothie. We say kelp in everything, um, and, and we really mean it. I mean, there are no limitations on kelp. We dream up all of these crazy ideas. Let's do kelp ice cream. Let's do, you know, um, uh, kelp pancakes. And let's get it into, you know, every category that we, you know, consume at home and enjoy. And so I think that the category will just continue to grow, become more popular, become more mainstream. I mean, we're, we're in the thick of it right now, trying to normalize kelp in a really important way. And, and it's going to be these, you know, dozen brands that really do a lot of legwork and heavy lifting on, on consumer education. But it's because we all believe in it and we know that it tastes good. And um, I think that that's the other thing, too. Like, you have to make it taste good. And, and, and I think we're doing a great job at that. And, and our R&D team and food innovation, it's just filled with so much passion and love and, and care for the ocean and our working waterfronts and the people who make our food. And I, I think that, you know, there's also this crazy thing of, like, when we say kelp in everything, it can be in, you know, Campbell's soup in their clam chowder. What about, like, a spice blend putting kelp in one of their dry rubs? 
or you know bioplastics and um, health you know health and beauty wellness supplements I mean I think that the the category and health in general will just see exponential growth Lisa Scully co-owner and director of sales and marketing at Oceans Balance which farms seaweed in Maine as well as kelp is also trying to normalize seaweed in the US but rather than place it front and center like Atlantic Sea Farms, she prefers to tuck it into everyday products so that it's accessible and less intimidating. Seaweed is often just considered the ingredient in a sushi restaurant, and that's what we want to change. We want seaweed to be something that people eat every day. So by putting it into products like pasta sauces and seasonings in, in flavor combinations that people are already familiar with, we're making it that much more accessible. They're not having to say, oh, I want to eat seaweed. They're saying, oh, I really like that seasoning. And by the way, it happens to have seaweed in it. So making it approachable and making it an everyday item is really the bottom, the bottom goal for us so that it's just not something that's exotic anymore. Ocean's Balance does this by adding different types of seaweed into its award-winning pasta sauces and spice blends. But for those already familiar with seaweed and kelp, it also offers a kelp puree and a wide range of dried organic whole leaf and flake seaweeds, which she notes each have a different taste and nutrient profile. Both companies also make their kelp and seaweed available as ingredients for manufacturers that want to incorporate them into their products and further elevate the category. So just as seaweed is good for people, it's also good for the planet, according to Ocean Balance's CEO, Mitchell Lynch, who explains that the environmental benefits of seaweed is a driving reason why Ocean's Balance is in business. Our mission is to get more people eating seaweed because of the benefits it provides to the ecology from a climate sequestration purpose as well as just from a zero input crop where it takes no fresh water, fertilizer, or uses up land. And given that the, the world is made up of 71% oceans, um, we think that it makes sense for people to start thinking about eating from the ocean rather than deteriorating you know, land people, and burning down rainforests to create more arable uh, land. And they're looking seaweed, to have a smaller um, a certain percentage of the seaweed fluffs off. Uh, and it sinks to the bottom of the ocean. And it, they're, they're, they've been doing studies now with a number of scientists from looking at farms from around the world to look at how much seaweed, how much uh, carbon is sequestered from farming. And they're at the point where they're very close. I'd say uh, the two main companies that are evaluate carbon credits and are, are looking at this very closely. One company is very close to saying, yes, there is enough evidence to say it sequesters carbon. And people may start farming seaweed for purposes of, of, of carbon sequestration. We don't we don't farm we farm seaweed for food and other uses, but we love the fact that sequestration some of the farm kelp is is, is sinking to the bottom and having some impact. But we think the bigger actually environmental impact right now is one the fact that if take the, the, the no input the zero input issue, and when you compare that to how resource intensive other types of crops are. 
that's where I think we're, ha we're having a lot of impact with the seaweed side. We don't lead with the environmental story when we're talking to people because we think most people, when they're buying food, they're buying food, one, because it has to taste really good, and they're buying with emotion. And then the ecological story is not something that we like hit people over the head with, but I think a lot of people are becoming increasingly aware of it, not only through us, but through other sources. While explaining the environmental benefits of seaweed to consumers is challenging, Croft says it's important because a growing percentage of shoppers factor sustainability into their purchase decisions. There's also this growing trend of the climatarian, right? We're all trying to eat for a better planet, and kelp is a climate hero. Um, kelp's a sponge, so it's soaking up carbon and nitrogen from our local water columns, which help reduce ocean acidification locally, and really kind of with each harvest, we're leaving the ocean cleaner than when we found it. So kelp is a zero input crop. It needs no arable land, it needs no herbicides, no pesticides, no fresh water. I mean, when you think about terrestrial agriculture and how we've just kind of degraded the soil so much and now have to incorporate regenerative practices. We're starting fresh doing it right, you know, starting it with regenerative aquaculture practices and it's like one of the fastest growing systems on the planet. So when you think about the efficiencies of soy and a lot of land-based um, products, like think about kelp and, and make that 10 times more efficient. I mean, it's, it's a really powerful thing to grow. Lynch agrees, noting that the combination of consumer interest in sustainability and seaweed's environmental benefits is a powerful market growth driver. We're seeing all like the top trend lists of new foods like food ingredients. Seaweed is really rising quickly, coupled with the fact that people are really looking for climate friendly foods. People are becoming more aware of the destruction that mono, mono crops are having on our, on our earth. So we think that we're, we're at the cusp of something really big shifting. And I'm, I'm talking about not like a minor shift towards seaweed, but something where seaweed becomes like a staple of our diets and is used across many different um, Lynch's observations align with those of Grandview Research, which predicts that global commercial seaweed market, estimated to be worth $16.6 billion in 2020, is on track to grow at a whopping compound annual growth rate of 10.8% through 2028. As demand for domestic seaweed and kelp grows, it also offers a powerful economic benefit that many consumers likely will want to support, creating a virtuous circle. This is one of the primary reasons that Croft says Atlantic Sea Farms was created. We're mission-driven, we're woman-run, we're a regenerative kelp aquaculture company, and we work specifically with lobster men and women to help diversify their income in their off-season. So kelp is this awesome winter crop that they can do their traditional lobstering in the lobstering season, and then when they're not on their boats, they can be getting ready to set up their kelp farms and then kelp farming in the winter. She explained that Maine's once vibrant coastal economy is now almost entirely dependent on lobsters, which means during the off-season, finances can become tight. But Atlantic Sea Farms helps farmers obtain leases and gear and then provides them with free seeds. Lynch says Ocean's Balance also takes a similar approach. We do both uh, 
farming as well as sustainable wild harvesting. The farming, we have our own farm as well as we work with third-party lobster men and lobster women who farm on our behalf and we give them the seed to get them started and then they go out and they actually raise the crop and then sell it back to us at the end of the season. On the wild harvest, we do sustainable wild harvests of certain types of species that are very popular, yet they're not um, farmable yet. We're working on new technology that will, I think in, in the years to come, we'll be able to farm more species. To help nascent domestic kelp and seaweed industry take root and thrive, the U.S. Department of Agriculture is also investing heavily in the segment. Earlier this year, USDA awarded $500,000 in a grant to the Gulf of Maine Research Institute to establish a comprehensive aquaculture workforce training system, and it awarded another $500,000 to help increase seaweed and other sea product production in southeast Alaska. Between this funding, growing consumer interest, and the deep passion of companies like Oceans Balance and Atlantic Sea Farms, the domestic seaweed and kelp industry has significant potential and will definitely be a space to watch in the coming years. With that, we've reached the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope that you'll join me again next week for another installment. And to help you remember, I encourage you to subscribe to us. Until next time, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive, profitable, and safe week. 